Welcome to the Waiter's Tip. I am Honest Charm. And I am Isidra, and we will be taking great care of you. Would you be joining us this evening in the bar, maybe even the private dining area, the main dining room, or beautiful weather outside, maybe the patio? I have a party of two on your patio for myself and Robert Green, author of The 48 Laws of Power. Um, Honest Charm, as you know, you have introduced this, this book to me. Uh, and I must say, I have been struggling. Um, <laughs> while I, I enjoy it, um, I do feel like it takes me away from being present. Um yes. And it does kind of propel me to uh, let my ego run free, which I'm always fine with from time to time. Um, it does feel I, good. But uh, tonight's dinner, I'm hoping that uh, Robert and I can have some great conversation, uh, enjoying some light appetizers. Um, I really want to ask him some questions. Um, I understand the process. I understand his intention. Um, but really have questions about how can I execute some of these uh, laws and also maintain a sense of being present and also being someone who just genuinely likes to, to help people. So mm -hmm. how about you? Uh, I'm kind of on the same track there. Um, I would probably sit on the patio as well, appreciating this beautiful weather with um, Don Miguel Ruiz, Ooh. author of The Four Agreements. Uh, that book, like The 48 Laws of Power and The Alchemist, never leave me, like always even if I'm not reading them, it's almost like somebody will ask me, have you read or try to tell me about these books and that are absolutely amazing. Um, and of course, for those who don't know what the four agreements are, the first one is be impeccable with your word. The second one is don't take anything personally. The third one, don't make assumptions. And the fourth one is always do your best. Um, that can be a whole podcast episode, series, uh, the whole nine. Uh, but I feel like we would enjoy uh, probably some white wine, um, a seafood platter of some type, and then, you know, a little more, a few more drinks and some desserts. Nothing too heavy because we wouldn't want to get too tired and filled with the itis while having these enlightening moments, honey, talking about <laughs> these four agreements. Because yes. for those who know, these books that we mentioned are books that can really change and enhance your life. And that 48 Laws of Power, honey, you mix that with the ego and you can do some damage in this world. You Whoop. sure can. You For sure. Can. But at the, there are some gems in there though. <laughs> oh, there many are gems. Some gems. Many oh. gems. Yes. Absolutely. For well, sure. Awesome. Well, shall we go into our recap of our last episode? Of course. Awesome. Well, on our last episode, titled The Leader's Tip, we asked the question, do you even enjoy eating out anymore? We also discussed what it takes to be a leader. You know the saying, heavy the head that wears the crown. Uh, so have you had any experiences uh, over the past few weeks uh, that relate to our last episode, The Leader's Tip? Uh, have you changed your opinion on whether or not you enjoy eating out? 
Mm, no, I still love it. I do still enjoy it immensely. I do. Um, what about well, that, for you? Um, I have not changed my opinion on whether or not um, I enjoy eating out. I still don't really enjoy it. Um, I, I went out for a birthday lunch um, with a really good friend of mine. And we went to a popular chain restaurant. Um, and from the time we were seated, uh, pretty much to the time we left, um, I just immediately realized why I just, I don't, I don't really enjoy eating out. To start with, um, we were seated at a table that had not been wiped down, which to me means it wasn't sanitized. Um, the host that seated us didn't take a cue when we both wiped the chairs and wiped the crumbs off of the chairs before we sat down. Um, the table still had crumbs on it as well. Um, and it was just like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to sanitize the table ourselves. Uh, then during uh, lunch, I'm, of course, <laughs> looking at ceiling tiles, my, my normal mm -hmm. routine. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm honestly looking at the table we're seated at and the table is like connected to a wall and you can see where the table meets the wall, um, mm -hmm. probably a good, about an inch high. Uh, there was a layer of oh. like film that had like dust on it that had not been wiped in weeks, Decades. perhaps months. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the final straw was uh, our appetizers come out to the table, uh, open up my silverware and there's a hair inside of my silverware. Um, <sighs> and so I ask for new silverware which to me, if that were me and I was in that situation, server or manager, um, should have prompted a visit from the manager. Mm -hmm. uh, I did get an apology from the server, but she just gave me new silverware. Um, to me, that is an automatic table visit. Mm -hmm. um, especially in, in the midst of COVID. Yeah. Um, so let's just say, um, I no, I don't. <laughs> I don't enjoy eating out anymore. Oh, and we'll I leave it you. there. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Uh, it, it really is understandable. We're, of course, we're going to look at more things, but for the most part, like people have to pay attention to the cues. Like they should have yes. known with just the chrome wiping in general, like, okay, let me make sure everything else is good. But I'm sorry that happened, friend. Thanks. Thanks. It's okay. It's okay. Because <laughs> I'm the person, I never complain. I'm the person that just doesn't go back. Right. So that that's, part. that's who I am. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's how that works. Yes. All right. Well, I guess going into the industry news for this week, honey, seems there's a doozy out there in these streets, honey. And I think we could go on for days about this one here. Um, According to a reputable news source, uh, I'm gonna let you do this one. <laughs> I just think this is. <laughs> I'll let you do this one. Okay. You go right ahead with this okay, one. I'll go ahead. So, um, for those of you listening, you will need to Google this on your own. However, reputable source uh, TMZ.com uh, reports on a casual dining restaurant uh, that received uh, allegations, um, if you will, um, of segregating their guests. Mm -hmm. um, and 
This is a really interesting topic um, because in our this 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 brings me to mind of our previous episode, uh, the typical experience where we talked about stereotypes in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so as uh, that topic sort of relates to um, this article or accusation against this casual fine dining brand, excuse me, casual dining brand, um, a couple alleges that they were seated in the rear of the restaurant and that all of the guests in that section of the restaurant were African-American mm -hmm. um, and that all of the guests that were seated in front of the restaurant were Caucasian. Um, so my question is, was this intentional? Was this not intentional? Um, I do have to say, um, or preface this by saying that uh, the brand did reach out to this guest, uh, which happened to be an interracial uh, married couple um, and did apologize. Um, however, the reason um, after investigation, the reason that they determined why there appeared to be segregation at that particular location was because there was a party of 30 guests that were African-American that wanted to be seated um, right. and, and together, honestly. Um, and so for me, I, I have a lot of opinions about this. Um, I, so I will... quick question. Sure, sure. So just to just to rewind it back a bit, in your experience, uh, just at the bare bones of the article, it looks like um, the segregated dining room has whites in the front and let's say the well, blacks in the in the back. In your experience, have you ever seen that happen in a restaurant where it seems as though they're keeping the blacks in one section, the whites in another section, maybe the Spanish in another section or anything like that. Maybe the women at the bar, the guys in the dining room or anything like that. I personally have to say in 20 years, I have not seen this. Gotcha. Um, or I have not perceived mm -hmm. that. Uh, whether I am the guest um, and certainly not while being uh, in the industry, whether that's a server um, or a manager or a bartender, um, I have not seen that. Um, gotcha. What I have seen, and especially now where there are some uh, limitations um, imposed by local government, Mm -hmm. um, as to the limit, um, as to the amount of people that can sit or be seated at one table. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as I'm aware, unless you're in a private dining room, mm -hmm. I don't know of any casual restaurant that can accommodate 30 people at oh. one table. So what Come that on. means to me is <laughs> that they're always going to be seated at two separate tables. Mm -hmm. And going back to the episode titled The Typical Experience, mm -hmm. I have to say that stereotype, maybe it is a stereotype, maybe it's not, uh, maybe I'll receive a lot of backlash for what I'm about to say, um, but what I have noticed in 20 years of being in this industry 
is that whenever there is a large party and they are predominantly African-American guests, mm -hmm. they typically do not all show up on time. Facts. They also say or make a reservation for a party of one size mm -hmm. and then 45 minutes into the experience, Come five on. more people show up. All right. And then in another 15 minutes, eight more people show up. Mm -hmm. and, the peop and the people that show up always want to be seated in the vicinity of their party, naturally. Mm -hmm. Of course. And But give you an attitude when you're trying to explain that your reservation was made for this size mm -hmm. and now you're demanding that I add 20 more people. Right. And in a pandemic, I can't do that. Mm. I can barely do it when we're when there when there wasn't a pandemic. Thank you. So I also have to say, in the 20 years of being in this industry, server, manager, bartender, host, kitchen teammate, I have never had this issue with Caucasian guests. When mm -hmm. Caucasian guests make a reservation, they all show up for the amount mm -hmm. that they that they that they stated in the reservation. Mm -hmm. So call it facts, call it a stereotype. Um, but you you kind of you kind of have to stop being a person that is very quick to 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 call out the race card. Yeah. Uh, because we deal with these situations, these accusations, it may not be race or segregation. It may be you seated this table. I've been waiting 30 minutes and you seated these, this white couple just walked in and you just seated mm -hmm. them. If you don't have the understandings or workings of how reservations work, mm -hmm. how restaurants use incorporate rotation or seating into their, their operations, you, it's really not okay to just mm -hmm. always go to the race card. Um, and I just have to also say that in order to create a situation where you are segregating your guests in a public setting, particularly a restaurant, I feel like that involves a lot of people and a lot of intentional dialogue. I don't, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts about it? My thoughts, um, I unfortunately have seen um, uneducated and ignorant uh, maitre d's, hosts, and sometimes management that do and have proven to me that they tr have tried to put um, like uh, people of color in one section of the restaurant and white people in another uh, main dining room versus side room versus private rooms and stuff like that. Um, it doesn't happen often though. It never happened often. So it's one of those things to where when you see it and you notice you see it again, I've, I've been able to call it out and make an impact. Um, but at the same time, I have to agree that most of the time, especially when it's black people, um, and we can speak from the black perspective because we know uh, we are rarely on time, and when it is to come, when it does come to large parties, it's rarely what it's supposed to be. Um, it's rarely uh, they want to sit. I oh gosh, and this I can go on a whole nother episode on this. <laughs> where honey, you it's a party of twelve. Three of y'all show up, and you want to sit down, but no, you get an attitude because you want to sit with three because you're trying to hold the table. 
Uh -uh. No. So you're stopping the table from being rotated, the money from my server's pockets, because you want to sit there with some big ass balloons and glitter on the table for 45 minutes, waiting for somebody to arrive fashionably late, only for the star of the party to to have their cousin come 20 minutes after they get there. And yes, that is the case. It's what our people do. And it's so unfortunate. But at the same time, I I do think that a lot of it is unfortunate that it is a cultural thing. I do think it's a cultural issue that will get better over time. I do think it is getting better. But the unfortunate part is people aren't considering that it's hard enough to do what we do but it really is even harder during a pandemic is what it is. And um, it's overkill to walk into any restaurant with over, in my opinion, 10 people during a pandemic and then request anything. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable because you know that. Yep. And I've, I've, and I, what I have seen is I have seen where you know, we, you have tried to keep the party in a certain area or certain vicinity. Mm -hmm. um, And then someone decides to actually get up and physically move tables. And I, and I have had to even intervene and say, excuse me, but um, there's the mandate is is really clear Mm -hmm. on this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have an obligation to protect my team, to protect the public. um, And you simply can't do this. Yeah. And and I don't know what it will take uh, to shift that culture mm-hmm. um, amongst us. Um, I guess education, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but yes. it really, it really makes our jobs difficult. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and it really is something that I think should be discussed um, on a much larger platform. Yes, yes. And for me, I think, you know, we're doing our part to uh, extend the conversation and to keep it going, which is why I'm thoroughly excited to be doing this podcast, especially with you. But more importantly, I think this could lead to a lot more conversation about, like I said, culture. There's a lot of this service industry eating out, going out game that our culture is just getting to, just getting to. There's a lot of learning that still has to be done. But the unfortunate part is for a lot of us, just because we are unsure what to do, we go in bow swinging, like just going in, moving furniture and staking our claim. And I'm, we're going to get here and it's going to be a party of 30 and we need to sit near each other because it's her birthday and blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's just kind of like nobody's considering that, you know, that with everything that's going on with this Pandora box outside, um, what we need to consider is we know it's just 10, right? It's 10 or less. And you know that, and you're still trying to do 30 and then you're expecting to sit near each other. Right. You can't, even, technically, you can't even have an event outside in the open air with 30 people. Right. So how do you think you're gonna come up in James Barbecue Barn and put 30 <laughs> picnic tables together and then feel, then the rest of the place is supposed to feel safe. It just, right. it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But I do think as we, as the conversation continues and more is learned and 
as a culture, we're able to get out more and know more of what's going on behind the scenes, it will, I, I know it'll get better. But a part of me feels like um, this situation that they put on TMZ, I feel like it was just kind of a reach for the couple that went out. I feel like it was just a reach for those that 30 type that tried to sit down. And to be honest with you, it, I mean, they got what they deserved. A, a cute little gift right. card, girl. Right. And it if you and when you all go look at the pictures, I'm sorry, it it almost just looks even a little staged. Like, yeah. like they yeah. were looking for something. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. The, right. and, yeah, and you know what though <laughs> have you had people ask you in from like if you had guests ask you like why is it like this like why is like if, I feel like some guests would call for a manager and be like uh excuse me uh why are all the white folks in the front and all the black folks in the black in the back what's what's going on what right. why does it look like right. this Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Have the conversation and figure it out from there and then go from there before you, you know, stand up posing in front of tables. Uh, without without a mask. Without a mask? Like, <laughs> really? You care? So you don't care about, you care about the segregation, but <laughs> the social distancing and the health, well, it is what it is there. Like, right. come on, right. do better. Do better. And that's, and once again, that's why they got what they got. <laughs> exactly they got what they got and exactly. nothing more um but yeah that was that was not a fun situation but now what it is it is what it is um if we could move on uh one thing that uh we know happened in the past couple of days is the stimulus bill was passed yes well at least it's gone for signature for okay. uh biden okay and so how soon uh, do we get our money? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, so when does it get in my account, honey? Um, <laughs> as of right now, they're saying that the money is coming. I don't think they've yet that I've seen put out like an official date as to when we should all get it because unfortunately some people are still waiting on the last check. Mm. Um, so that's a thing they're playing catch up with. Uh, but we're talking a $1.9 trillion American rescue plan. Uh, that's a, stim a spending package that aims to accelerate the US economic recovery and provide funds to support the speedy distribution of vaccines as mm -hmm. well. Um, so it's, it's kind of an all-in-one situation for uh, businesses as well as of the 40 million people in America living at the poverty line or below, this stimulus package is set, according to the WashingtonPost.com, um, is set to lift up upwards of 13 million people um, out of poverty or at least a huge oh, wow. boost towards helping them out of poverty. Now, that's kind of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's, that's so, good. That's not great. bad. Um, I'm ready for my check for sure. I've got plans. Uh, yes. Nothing major, but we're gonna do some cute <laughs> things. You know, I'm here to stimulate the economy, girl. <laughs> yes, stimulate. Shit. I'm ready to, they can, I can help, you know? Um, but I think it's interesting that this is happening. I think it's, about time that it happened, I'm sorry to say it, I know due to the last president, it was going, it was on hold anyway, but I feel like it already should have been happening. And to be honest with you, 
$2,000 in the grand scheme of things being 1400 now, 600 before, isn't really a lot. I feel like right. some people are still gonna be behind. I feel like this is great, but minimum wage still needs to be higher in general, as well as, as we've talked about in past episodes, the minimum wage for the industry that we're in being two, sometimes as low as 213 or lower an hour is mm -hmm. uh, unacceptable and should be upped as well. Um, but hey, I feel like if you're gonna, you know, if you're trying to make a splash and you throw a rock in the water, doesn't matter how big the rock is, there's gonna be a splash. So here's to the ripples of this right here, girl. There you go. There yeah. you How do you feel about it? Um, I'm. I feel. I feel good about it because I do know it is. It's there for intention and purpose, mm -hmm. um, and I know it will help a lot of people. The other side for me is, as I am dealing with a situation where um, I'm kind of running into some staffing issues. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there are many who have been uh, a little too, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, a little bit too uh, relying on some sort of stimulus or mm -hmm. unemployment um, mm -hmm. and have become very comfortable in the sense that they are not looking for work because they don't necessarily have to, they can continue to just get by. Right. Um, and so the, the, the pool of candidates that are coming in um, are a small, it's a small pool of, of candidates coming in looking for work. Um, mm -hmm. And then the caliber of candidates that are out there right now, is, it's very, very slim and lacking. Mm -hmm. um, so as, as someone who is working um, in an industry that needs to rely on people physically being in a built like we, we can't work virtually so we we need mm -hmm. our workers to be boots on the ground um so I, I i see both sides of it but we have to figure out or the government i will say maybe that is we i'm not sure mm -hmm. uh, as we all work together um you know what they say once you because i feel like side note sorry Joe and Kamala have been a little quiet. Uh, and, and so I, the people, we, we, we got you here, but I think we still, as a people, need to do more. Um, it's been very quiet in D.C. Um, and so what are we doing to stimulate the economy and, and get businesses thriving and those where we cannot work from home just opening things up so that people actually have to start. I mean, people are getting vaccinated, so there's no excuse now not to uh, be in a position to re-enter the workforce if you haven't been able to. Right. Um, and as we know, our industry is one such that if you have some basic skill sets, uh, like being warm and welcoming, um, being friendly, um, you, you can actually thrive um, in the restaurant industry whether you start as a host or, I mean, there's a lot of different entry level positions within a restaurant uh, that can help transition some people back into the workforce. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, uh, I agree. I definitely agree. I, it's, I don't know, it's, a, it's, it's hard because I do want everybody to have the money that they need to live, but um, on both ends of it, there are people that 
you know, need this money that are gonna do something with it to you know, better themselves and their family. Um, and on the other end of it, there's a lot of people that don't need this money that are still taking it. And when people make the complaints about, you know, you're giving these people all this money and they don't need it, um, tax breaks for the rich much? Like, let's be, let's right. be honest. Like people have been taking advantage of incentives and packages from the government, whether they needed it or not, um, since I've been around. So this right here is one of those things to where I would hope that people would use the money wisely and the opportunity wisely. Um, But uh, like everything in the world, this this type of situation is going to last forever. This unemployment benefit, the extensions on um, tax credits and programs for rent, food and other stuff like that. There's an end date for all of that. The loans and easy stuff that people are getting, there's an end date for all that. And for some people that are getting money for businesses and all that, interest-free or not, that money is due back. Yes. So this, these are things that need to be considered when everybody does say, okay, when do I get my check? Yes, your check is coming. However, in 10 years from now, five years, 15 years, when there's a requirement from the government to help us pay this money back, that ends up being a higher tax on something else. There shouldn't be any complaints when you took your little $1,400 and we got your new TV and your nails right, done right. and an updo, you know, mm-hmm. because you didn't need it, but the money was cute, you know? Exactly. And so it's, it's, it's one of those things we have to consider. Yes, this money is coming, but like all things, there there might be some payback there. So I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things to where I hope people are using it wisely and i hope those who are pretending to not be able to work and getting this unemployment or whatever i hope you're stacking it um because this eventually things will get back to normal and speaking of vaccines and things of that nature maybe you're having this experience as well but some people are getting a little bit too comfortable with the fact that they've got the vaccine they are extremely comfortable with the fact that they have gotten the vaccine now, even the CDC is putting out stuff. Now, I felt the kind of way when I read this, um, where they had said, if you had a vaccine and your friends had had vaccines and y'all want to have a large party outside without masks, y'all can do that. As well as it could be bigger than the, like, the normal large party standard. I feel like that's kind of asking for it, honey. It is. It is absolutely asking for it. And meanwhile, you have, again, you still have local mandates that are in place. Uh, You have people acting like everything is open 100% just because they were vaccinated and now are. And let's talk about it because that brings me, isn't that segregation? When you walk into my establishment and you ask me if you can sit in the vaccinated section, how the hell am I supposed to know who's vaccinated and who's not? Isn't that a violation of HIPAA? I can't ask anyone, did you get vaccinated when I see it? We don't ask you that when you make a reservation. People are ridiculous. You're right. You're exactly right. And this is this is one of those things where when the large party things start, it was, well, you have to live all in the same household. Girl, right. I had business people coming in at, at 10 people talking about, uh, oh, yeah, we all, we all live together. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. Y'all do not. Y'all don't even look like y'all some kin. You right. <laughs> You're like, 
It's ridiculous. And you're right. I feel like this is a possible thing that could start um, a segregated situation because some people are going to feel a certain type of way because, well, I was smart enough to go get the vaccine. I went and got my shot. So, and I've had people even tell me if they get closer to me or bump into me or whatever. Oh, excuse me. Oh, no, it's fine. Just last Thursday, I got my vaccine. Uh, I don't give a damn about you getting your vaccine. I, don't, I still don't want you close to me. And exactly. where's your mask? Exactly. Where is your mask? And and I do feel like the way they're pushing the vaccine and the media, the way the conversation is being pushed with the vaccine, um, I feel like it is going to create uh, further down the road these issues of people that do think that they are the safer batch of the population because they have had the vaccine and they're going to want you know, others to require to give their information as to whether they have been vaccinated or not. Mm -hmm. And then people will determine what, you know, how they move from there regarding vaccine. Now, there are some people who have been working this entire pandemic around all of the people with no time off. Yeah, the essential workers and mm -hmm. quite a few people have not gotten sick have not had any issues and have been just fine with washing their hands, sanitizing correctly and keeping the mask or two on. Amen. And I think Talk about that needs to be considered. I think it's great if everyone wants to get or does get the mask, but what it also is, is your business. Don't ask me nothing about the vaccine or whether I've got it or not. I'm not showing any symptoms. I am fine. I am at work. I am safe and you should be doing the same. Absolutely. So, I, I don't know, but I do, I do, I'm hearing it a lot more. I'm talking folks that are like, they can, <laughs> that is their response. Ma'am, can you, can you put your, your mask on whenever we're not, you know, seated? We'd like to have our mask on. I, I just got vaccinated, ma'am. Means nothing to me. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. I still need you to go on here and put that mask on, but uh, it's just, oh, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's going to be a topic of conversation for quite some time. That's for sure, because they're, they're rolling them out. They are yes. rolling them out everywhere. So I don't know. Yeah. Shall we get into the season one wrap up, honey? Yes. So this is uh, our final uh, episode of this season. Yes. So we are going to do a quick recap of our season one, uh, our first season, and provide a couple of stats as to uh, kind of some of our most listened to episodes versus least listened to. Um, out of the episodes we have recorded Honest Charm, uh, which one would you say has been your favorite? I would have or to which say, say the, I was going to say definitely more than one for sure. Um, for me, I probably have to say I really, I'm only just, I'm saying this to get this out the way because it was a key key to me. Um, <laughs> tipping on the fly when we were talking about Kevin Kelly's True Kitchen and Cocktails, <laughs> that entire situation was quite comical to me. For those who don't know about it, please find episode five because I still giggle at the thought of that entire situation. Um, but I, the one that hit home the hardest for me and is the most relevant for my experience is the one called uh, The Typical Experience, episode three, uh, where we really went hard talking about the stereotypes um, within the industry and just kind of the experience that different people are having 
Uh, that one was really special to me because it's people of color um, as someone in a same sexual relationship uh, like myself, as well as someone who's been in the industry for as long as I've, I have. This one just touched a lot of nerves for me. And I, I think about it all the time and how unfortunate it is that a lot of people still get treated a certain way based on what they look like and you know mm -hmm. what they walk in with and who they walk in with. So that that's one of the ones that sticks out with me. Um, and then probably uh, our intro, just being able to start this yeah. journey with you. That was that was one of the things that just it just it got it, I get emotional, honey, because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hold back the tears. But you know, being able to go through this with you has been an amazing journey. But more importantly, being able to execute some skills that I've learned in school and all this within media and all that, it kind of makes it seem like what I've been doing for the past few years is mm. actually starting to come around. So yes. that just that intro to all of this has just been amazing for me. What about I for you? Agree. I agree. Um, I too have to say episode five, Tipping on the Fly, probably was one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that don't remember the exact name of the song but throwing your ass in a circle or something but uh that one was is worth a giggle or two um that was a really fun episode to record um but i have to say probably the most favorite uh episode uh of the season was episode six tipping the scales of addiction and mental health um that really made me reflect on myself um, and just a lot of like, really what had become my routine um, and how I was managing my own personal stress um, just, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, but just in life overall. Um, so I definitely um, feel like that is something that we will continue to discuss um, as we continue this journey. Um, but something that is just always top of mind, um, particularly the, the mental health um, yeah. addiction, you know, there's so many levels to addiction um, and just how do we as leaders like help others to on their journey? Um, mm -hmm. It's just, uh, that was a great topic. I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, that was one of the uh, episodes um, when you look at all of our statistics and things online, um, we are still lucky and blessed to have international listeners so far, um, as well as the first episode was one of our most played episodes. Um, really? Yeah, which was it's, which is great because it's an introduction right. to us. So that's an exciting episode. Um, but of all the other episodes, uh, the addiction and mental health one was very, very close to the numbers of the first episode. And I wow. think that is that speaks volumes as to how impactful that topic is overall for the industry and can start the conversations that I've been fortunate enough to have with friends and family that did the same thing for them to where they felt like, you know, it made them check in, but more or less um, consider where they are in the state of, in the present moment, as far as their mental health and, with like we talked about before, being impacted by the pandemic and everything else that's going on, it affects it as well. So Absolutely. that was that was definitely a big one. Um, it's been interesting looking at like a lot of the uh, video footage that we've got from our meetings and stuff to do this. 
and seeing just the changes over time and our reactions and the stuff that of uh, the bloopers, I can make a really good blooper reel <laughs> out of the stuff that has been cut out. I'm telling you good <laughs> stuff. I'll send that to you in your personal All email, right. honey. Okay. I'll look for that. <laughs> That's gonna be good, <laughs> but it's been cool, like having people that have like been listening, that'll that you know ask when we're gonna send out another episode, or maybe make reference. You've told me about people that make reference to stuff that we say during the podcast and yes. stuff like that. As well. oh. The feedback has really, really been inspiring. It's been motivating. Um, I definitely see this um, just really, really expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really a, a platform. Um, as it relates to our industry uh, that's out there. Um, And I really think this is, this is something that's needed Um, and feedback that I've received. um, We're, we're being celebrated. Um, And so, yeah, I, I definitely think um, thinking over the the first season, um, I also am prone to episode three, the typical experience, um, which talked about stereotypes and um, very, very broad topic. Um, we really didn't touch upon the stereotypes that exist within a restaurant, meaning your bartenders, there's there's some stereotypes oh, yeah. specific to a bartender's role. Um, but there's there's a lot more that we we could do or could have done with that that particular episode. But I did enjoy that one as well. Yeah, that's a good thing about um, what we've got is such an amazing and large platform that uh, is expansive. And the good thing about this is we continue to record and we are gonna continue to record. There are seasons that are gonna continue after this. We will be able to expand and go in depth on a lot of things. And I also look forward to having various guests on as well that can help us go in depth on stuff that maybe we don't know, we haven't considered, or they just may be better educated on. So that way we can ensure that all of our listeners are getting Uh, the proper information and paying attention. Um, I think a lot of people, my overall goal is once this is continued, as it is continued, to hear people say to us, you know, the last time I went to a restaurant, I found myself looking at the ceiling tiles. I I was looking, I was wiping the table. I made sure they were bringing, and I love that. And I think that'll be an important part of the conversation because as restaurants, hotels, service industry, bars, nightclubs, the whole nine gets that much better at what we do, it will make more sense that they'll make more money. So people's wages and uh, benefits and all of that good stuff will go up. And I think that's that's important. I'm just, I think we are able to make an impact because we've seen it from a lot of different perspectives. And I'm, I'm excited to hear what others have to say as people write in and reach out to us about the experience that they've had as well in the industry. Amen. Amen. Well, since this is our final episode of the season, we are going to skip the dossier's delight uh, because a lot of the do's and don'ts that would be relevant to this episode uh, as it relates to the industry news um, and just our overall recap of the season uh, would really just be rehashing previous do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are for this final season going to introduce a new segment um, that we will only feature on the final episode of each season. Um, And we are going to call this segment, High Tea and T-Shirts. 
and Anish Char, would you like the pleasure of explaining high tea and t-shirts? Of course, of course. Um, we like to do it with a little bit of class and a little bit of sass, um, but more importantly, with comfort. Now, whenever you're at home and you're relaxing, especially for me, I'm always wearing a t-shirt, a nice cute little v-neck, something that's form-fitting, you know, showing off whatever pecs I do have, um, but yet keeping me comfortable, you know. Uh, so a nice comfy t-shirt as well as high tea, of course, with class as a good um, digestif um, for oftentimes after dinner or whatever, a nice good hot tea or Irish coffee or, you know, something like that. You know? Yes, I was going <laughs> to <help> say... <laughs> A little hot toddy tea. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You want to feel warm on the inside and cozy on the outside. And that's what high tea and a t-shirt will do for you, honey. It will. It will. Yes. And so the conversation that we're going to have today as it relates to high tea and t-shirts, um, we're going to ask the question, how has COVID changed or impacted your life? Uh, so as I recall, it was around St. Patrick's Day of last year mm -hmm. that we went into lockdown, if you will, mm -hmm. um, and started um, phase one um, started with uh, for in North Carolina, phase one looked like uh, carry out and curbside service only. And now here we are a few days away from St. Patrick's Day. And we are now transitioning um, and moving forward into reopening at a much larger scale. Um, so Honest Charm, how, as you reflect over this past year, how has COVID impacted your life? Uh, big time, uh, uh, mainly with me having to move locations uh, during COVID um, and kind of like uh, starting a new job as well. Um, it's, it's been impactful, but I dare say it is one of those things to where, you know, change should make you stronger. And I feel like through all of this, I have gotten a stronger sense of self and, you know, what I can and can't handle and take, um, through with COVID just kind of like biting at my heels, if you will. Um, We've talked about this a million times and we will continue to talk about it because it is factual. Some of us never stopped working throughout this uh, uh, panini outside. And I feel like <laughs> what people don't realize is we, you know, that is impactful, you know, for, for everybody. And it was able to show me that we can, that I could just kind of keep going and adjust, uh, which is what I was able to do. But I do think it made me a little bit more aware of what people are going through. Um, it made me a little bit more, um, I guess you could say uh, resilient because I've been able to make it through everything that has happened regarding COVID and our scheduling changes and how it affects us financially and all of that. Um, I guess I guess it just, uh, it's made me a little bit more focused on being present in what's going on around me and how others are affected. But I do think it, I'll, I'll be wearing a mask for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Like I do, I can tell that like a lot of people, I'm not 
gonna be so keen to go hit the club scene and go to concerts and all that. I'm gonna let these other people that are so confident in doing it do their thing first. Right. And then we'll see what that what, what happens to them. If you I'll I'll play it that way. Cause I have been doing quite a bit just clocking in. So I'm gonna let everybody else go figure out how they want to do this whole let's do everything normal. Right. You know, uh, in their own way. And I'll just I'll just keep it there. How about yeah. for you? Um, I agree. It has really, really made me focus on my passions um, and make help me to figure out what's really important for me um, and how I can better uh, self-correct, also incorporate some better routines and habits. Um, Mm -hmm. This year has taught me that I need, I am a person who does better when I work for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't desire to have to um, operate in the workplace based on someone else's Uh, how do I want to say this? Uh, I feel like as an essential worker, um, this is a new area in our industry. Uh, I don't, this, I, I, I didn't sign up for this industry to be an essential worker. Um, and so again, because we haven't been classified as essential workers until now, our industry really has had to be behind the eight ball a little bit in mm-hmm. terms of figuring things out, taking care of all of its employees. And you know, when you're talking about these large scale national brands and concepts, that's thousands of employees mm-hmm. that are working daily without getting a break there a lot of times haven't been extra compensation. Um, PPE initially was hard to come by. Um, And so this panorama, if you will, has really, really just said, you know what, Isidra, this this is your year. Um, I had a big birthday last year and I had a list of things I wanted to do and accomplish um, and I'm doing them. Um, in three months, I have made some major, major moves as it relates to my future and the direction of my life, um, and the things that I will, uh, achieve in my life. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, not even halfway through a new year. Um, and I've made quite some, some strides. Um, this is probably the most focused I've ever been in my entire life. Wow. So I, I, while I've watched uh, <laughs> this Panini take many down, um, especially mentally, um, it's been a very, very heavy year um, for me, although <laughs> there's been a lot of frustration, frustrations, um, a lot of challenges. It's been a great year for me. Yeah. I, I really have no complaints. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are trying to come to terms with whether they want to continue being in this industry 
or not after what we've had to experience in the past um, year. The fact that we're even saying a year is ridiculous. Uh, while Australia is having straight up outside festivals, uh, everyone seems fine. No, just honey, we have been just, that's been a mess. It has it been has. a mess, <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, but you're right, I mean, yeah, yeah. Being able to be focused and you have been busy. You have been busy, so <laughs> it's gonna be, it is, and, and right on time. Hopefully others are as well, because I would expect that um, in the following, I'd say year, we should be seeing some big things. People have had time to sit and make music, to write scripts, mm -hmm. to work on their quarantine bodies, to come up with concepts for more businesses, both small and large, um, working from home. We have learned that you can be just as productive towards work and your passion and dreams from your home. Whereas before people were paying millions of dollars in rent and mortgage for these large buildings for people to do work. And you know right. what I'm saying? So we've, we've learned a lot about how we as a nation and I'm sure a world, the world globally as well, um, more I'm sure globally as well towards, you know, what it's like to get work done. You know, what does it mean to get work done from home versus at the office and how you can do it? Um, but yeah, but yeah, this is gonna be a, a interesting time coming up to see how the next couple of years go after we've all been in quarantine this long. Um, I'm interested, yeah. I'm very interested to see it. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Do you have anything else for high tea and t-shirts? Uh, I do not. I do not. All right. T-shirts still snug and the tea yes. is still hot. So no complaints. <laughs> no complaints. I guess we can move on to our 86 board, of course, which is still the segment dedicated to issues, concerns, and people that need to be 86, whether it's industry or general life concerns. Uh, we would, of course, love to know what you would put on your 86 board. Remember that you can always email us at thewaiterstip at gmail.com. Um, what do you have for an 86 board this time for the finale of Cedric? Uh, I am 86 and Karen. Oh, I am. Oh. I'm really tired of Karen. <laughs> uh, Karen is bitter. Yes. Uh, Karen is angry. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Karen has two faces. Oh, um, yeah. And what I'm noticing about Karen and her privilege is that not only is she uh, looking down upon those that do not look like her, um, but she is also looking down upon other Caucasians that she deems of a lesser class than her. Mm -hmm. And the toxicity, toxicity of it all is I, I just, I can no longer uh, deal with Karen. Um, Karen has been trying me on the regular in many mm -hmm. ways mm -hmm. and has been demoralizing my team um, and for no reason. And mm -hmm. because you're, you're thirsty and your water wasn't refilled, uh, in, in two minutes, you ask mm -hmm. for a refill and you come back with your drink in two minutes and all of a sudden the world has come to an end. Um, 
you're 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 making judgments that are unfair. Uh, you're badgering my teammates, whether at host stand. Um, you're badgering the manager. Um, I had an incident where uh, Karen was complaining about her Caucasian server um, just being a horrible server. This is, mind you, a Friday, Saturday night. Uh, we're busy. Um, you're just you're just impatient, and you want mm -hmm. everything done right now, immediately. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not your personal servant. We are of service to everyone that is dining in this establishment. Mm -hmm. And so I end up intervening, um, coming to the table. And as I approach the table and ask a question, I get, I get silence. I mean, from everyone. So I'm delivering the drink to her son. And I'm like, did you have this Coke? And he doesn't even look at me. A girl. And I'm so I'm and so I'm <laughs> I'm looking around at all of them. Do you still want these drinks? Because now, because now I'm now I'm about to show my ass. Because you're complaining because you were thirsty. Yes. I'm standing here with, with your drinks. <laughs> I've got I've got things to do. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, Karen perks up, uh, you know what, you know what, I, I just think we're going to leave. And I think Karen was expecting me to say, oh, what, what, what happened? Mm -hmm. What's wrong? Okay, thank you and have a great evening. Don't uh -huh. even pay. I will not charge you for these, for, for the drinks you had. Right. Uh, have a nice night. And mm -hmm. continues to start talking. Honest charm. I couldn't do it. She was talking and I turned around and I walked away. <laughs> You said you're leaving, right? Get the hell out. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I have the had door. It. The door. The door is right here. I can even escort you if you like. Yes. But I really, I'm really done with Karen. I'm tired of Karen also posing and acting like you're about the culture, you're about Black Lives Matter, you date Black people, you have children by Black men, but mm -hmm. you're still Karen. You still mm -hmm. always find a way to show up as Karen and then mm -hmm. want to say, I'm not racist because I have Black children or mixed mm -hmm. children. It doesn't mean that you're not Karen. Right. Does it, it, it's, yeah, that's, that's not really how that works. Right. Um, so we're just going to do away with her. <laughs> for the rest of this year <laughs> <laughs> for the horse the whole rest of 2021 <laughs> 2021 i'm done i hear you i i can jump on board with that one and, and 86 kevin um she often comes in with kevin uh <laughs> and you know kevin doesn't like to sit where it's cold you know needs to change the temperature kevin doesn't like to sit where the music is loud needs the 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 music turned down um kevin wants to sit at a table but it must be round uh you know just all of this all these regular requests that are ridiculous and kevin came in last night and kevin sat down and complained that tables were too close to Kevin and Karen. You know, him and Karen came out for their anniversary and the people were just way too close to them and they didn't want to sit near anyone. Okay, fine, able to work that out. And then there was a kid in the room 
in the dining room and, and Kevin said, hey, you guys got to stop these kids from coming in. You can't have kids here. Now we don't, it's just not right. So, okay. And then Kevin wanted to complain about the fact that the people around Kevin weren't even dressed properly to be in the establishment. So what you're telling me is, Kevin, the temperature, the music, the table, the people near you and the people allowed in and what they're dressed in is not up to par for your expectations. Kevin and Karen, you should have cooked. You should have cooked and stayed at home where everything would be to your liking. Because I know I'll, that's right. It's just too much. And for those who feel a certain type of way and feel pointed at a bit, just know that Karen and Kevin can also be Keyshawn and Keisha. <laughs> let's keep this, let's keep this going. Everybody can get it. Everybody can get it. Okay? Because um Everybody is really coming out with these expectations and standards that they have set themselves for how we should be operating when this is an unprecedented moment in time. Mm -hmm. None of us have been here before. Mm -hmm. You're right. None of us have had this experience before. And some of us have, I'm just going to keep saying it until I get my time, honey. Some of us have been working throughout with no break whatsoever. And some of what y'all maybe you all not be in that industry, or maybe you should act right when you come experience this experience this industry. There's so many levels, which is why we're going to continue the seasons and the episodes, honey. Yes, because oh. this behavior <laughs> needs to be 86. It's got to go. It's got to go. Kevin, yeah. Keyshawn, Karen, <laughs> and <laughs> Keisha can keep it. They can keep it. I'm done. <laughs> Yes, I'm with you. I am with you on that. <laughs> oh, I'm over it. I'm oh, over goodness. it. Well, shall we move into our seasons, our first season's ending for our closing side work yes. and closing with an opening mentality? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you have for your side work? I guess for my side work, um, it is to keep going. Um, I think one thing we've realized is how strong we are. And we, we, we talk a lot of shit. We both do because we can, because we out here, we're working and we're having experience. However, I do think regardless of how we feel or our opinions on anything, I know that we are both known for being able to uplift, motivate and inspire others to keep going no matter what. And I think the closing side work for me, um, no matter what I'm going through um, or have gone through in the past year, the thing that has kept me going is the ability to understand that I have to keep going. if I were to lose my job tomorrow, I can lie on I can rely on the fact that I have, you know, an education to fall back on to get another job. If I were to lose my home, I would know to keep going because hell, I got a car I can live in until I can get to the next house. Um, and if I were to lose all of those things, as long as I can wake up and take a deep breath, I've got life and I can be thankful for that and then go from there. So for those who kind of feel like they are at their wits end and they may feel like they um, are struggling with something that they can't seem to get past, um, there is a time where the tide turns. And as long as you keep going and don't give up, everything will 
go as it should. Um, I brought up The Alchemist earlier and it does keep me going, but I truly do believe that whatever you believe in, be it God or the universe or whatever deity or, or whatever, um, I do think that as long as your intentions are in the right place, the universe is working in your favor at all times and is Oof. always, always trying to give you exactly what you say you want specifically. So if you put your intentions out there and you say what you want, just know if you are acting right and not necessarily, I can't say acting right, but if you are, in my opinion, treating others right and treating yourself right, the universe will give you precisely what you want. And you must remember, oftentimes it will give you more than you ever could have imagined. Well said, well said. Uh, for my closing side work, I am going to piggyback a little bit off of what you just referenced as it relates to uh, the universe will always give you uh, that in which what you seek. Um, and I have had some pretty heavy encounters uh, with some people um, in the last couple of days that have been pretty, pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to say that when you put your intention out into the universe, when you figure out um, what it is that you're gonna focus on, please understand that by nature, life is always going to throw you some curveballs. Um, sometimes just to either help you define or better define what your intention really, really is. It kind of helps you narrow that focus, but also to see if it means that much to you. Um, the saying faith without works is dead is, I mean, it's, it's truth. Uh, you, you can't pray for things and then not put any action into the world to achieve or obtain the things that you've prayed for. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so know that just because you say, I'm, I'm gonna start working out tomorrow and I'm gonna change my diet, um, it doesn't mean that there won't be temptation. Um, right. It doesn't mean that you're not gonna fall off the wagon and have to start again. Um, so I would definitely say that for this week's side work, or excuse me, uh, for the remaining side work for this last episode would really, really just continue to focus, um, continue to pray, uh, meditate, whatever it is you do uh, that gives you peace or to help you find peace. Um, and I, I think it was the very first episode um, that I issued this closing side work, but really, really be kind to others. Mm. Um, there are some yes. people carrying some heavy, heavy, heavy challenges and burdens in their lives. Um, and particularly Karen, <laughs> Keyshawn and <laughs> Keyshawn and Keisha and Kevin. Um, if you catch some of these people on the wrong day, it's not gonna, it's not gonna end well for you. Yeah. Um, be just be kind to others. Um, I, I can't say it anymore. Um, 
what you put out into the world is what is going to come back to you. Um, we all have the right to feel how we feel, um, to express um, and communicate with others. However, understand that, that what that means is what you are not in control of is how I respond. So mm. if you come at me, you, mm. you, you can be disrespectful to me, um, but <laughs> you can control how you treat me, but you can't control how I respond right. based off of what you have now brought to my, <laughs> my ecosystem, if you will. The mm -hmm. energy you're bringing to me, you can control that. That's all you have control over, but you don't have control over how I react. So don't catch me on one of those bad days. Um, <laughs> just, just be mindful, worry about yeah. yourself, mind your business um, and, and just focus, just really, really focus on what it is that you want to achieve in this world and mm -hmm. be intentional. Yeah. And that's, that's my side work. Not a bad side work. Let's see if folks get to it. Let's yes, see if they yes. get to it. Let's see. Yes. So we have wrapped up season one of the uh, Waiters Tip podcast. How are you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. This has been a wonderful journey. I've really, it really has. enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to our next season already. Yes. And it's been an amazing outlet too. It because has. being able to get some of this stuff off of my chest allows me to just leave it on the mic. And then when I get to work, I don't feel too bad because I've already felt like, you know, the masses will hear. So yes. things will change. We're going to go ahead and change relate. the industry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. And with that being said, if anyone needs to reach us on Instagram, uh, we are available at The Waiters Tip on Twitter. We are at Tip Waiters. And of course, we look forward to hearing from everyone uh, that is interested in sending in stories, 86 uh, board um, suggestions, uh, do's and don'ts for Dossier's Delight. Or if you hear of any type of industry news that you'd like, that maybe we could have missed that you'd like us to know about, um, just know that we are uh, consistently working on ideas and thoughts for episodes for um, season two, where we're going to be doing great things um, within our own experience and bringing that to the microphone, as well as bringing in guests as well. Um, I don't really have anything else. I'm all Gucci. I am as well. Thank yes. you all so much for joining us on this journey with our first season. Be well, stay positive, and continue to wear your face mask. Amen. Sanitize too. I'm going to go ahead and sign this credit card receipt. And I always leave at least 20%. Thanks for listening. Bye.